Hello and welcome to Twin Talk. This is Angie and I'm here with my sister Joy and I'm excited to be talking about another book again today with you, our listeners. And today's book is called The Cousins. So Joy, I just thought it would be kind of fun, you know, I thought it was kind of cool how this book was based on three cousins that kind of reunite and I Mm -hmm. thought it might be fun if we kind of talked about our cousins a little bit. Um, First of all, I guess we need to mention we have more cousins than I know than I can count. Like, do you have any idea how many cousins? No, we have? and I think we should explain. And we may have said this before, mm-hmm. but so our dad had thirteen kids on his side, mm-hmm. and our mom had eight kids on her side. And of mm-hmm. course, um, and a lot of them would have like six. Several of them had like six kids. Yeah, there was four in our family. Almost every single aunt and uncle had kids, with the exception of one or two, I guess. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, we literally have more cousins. There are cousins that I bet we've never met. Yeah, and mom, I know we've never met. Here, a while back, mom, mom loves to write out things and write little charts out for us and stuff. And she actually family wrote trees and family, things like that. Yes, because she's into genealogy big time. Right. And, uh, anyway, she wrote out who all of our aunts and uncles were, who their kids were, and she even wrote at the bottom the totals. And I wish I had that. But, oh wow! Yeah. I'd like to see that. Yeah, it's told who's. Because there's some, every once in a while, I'm like, I don't even remember. I know that my Aunt Lois had six kids, but I I have trouble remembering their names. It is interesting to me. Yeah, I would love to see exactly how many first cousins we have. Yeah, and this was just first cousins. And cousins, once Mm -hmm. removed, there's no telling. Oh. But one interesting thing, to me, it's always kind of been very um, interesting to me. You would think on our dad's side, so his name was Jenkins, right? Mm -hmm. You would think out of 13 kids... That the, they would have plenty more kids to carry on the family name. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Out of 13 kids, there's not one person to carry on the family name. Nine of them were girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, one brother, Billy, never had kids. Jerry had a son, but he ended up not taking the Jenkins oh, name. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you about Jerry's he son. He took okay. another name. Okay, I didn't and of know course that. Our, okay, so then there was a boy that died when he was young, like six months old, then Billy never had kids. Jerry had one but didn't take one boy but never took his name. And our dad had four girls. Right. And the rest mm-hmm. of them were girl. Uh, the rest of them were sisters or aunts. Mm-hmm. So long story short, that is yeah. That's but you're right. That is pretty bizarre. Out of thirteen, out of 13 kids, did not have any. There's not boys. one person, not wow. one boy to carry on the family name. That is sad. I didn't ever. I've never, yeah. I think I've I, thought about that before, but forgotten. And now you brought it back up again. That's I just really think it's. It's fascinating out of that many kids, mm-hmm. the fam- that branch of the family, that family name is not going to go on. I, I do remember one time thinking, I had forgotten about that, and mm-hmm. I remember thinking, I wonder if I could just keep my last name when I get married, because yeah. I love the name Jenkins, but mm-hmm. I thought, no, that's not how it works, really. Right. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. We have, you know, a lot of our cousins are in California. Uh, we have some in Texas. I'm trying to, uh, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind Michigan. of scat- Michigan. They're kind of scattered all over the United States. Alabama, Alabama. A lot, of course, a lot in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, anywhere else you can think of? Wisconsin. Uh, Our cousin Joe's in Wisconsin. Yeah. Did you already say Texas? I said Texas. Yeah. A lot of down the Dallas, Oklahoma, I guess. Oh, oh yes, a lot of them in Salisaw, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Roland area. Um, yeah, they're yeah. they're kind of scattered so they're throughout. Kind of scattered all over the United States. Um, and I, what I think is funny is. The difference in our, the cousins on our mom's side versus the cousins on our dad's side. Yeah. So our dad's side of the family, the Jenkins, you know, he had a lot of sisters, and they're all just very outgoing, outspoken. Lively. They're very lively, have big personalities. Yeah, big personalities yeah. and their own unique 
vocabulary, their yeah. own way of talking. Uh, if you didn't know them and kind of the nicknames they use and some of the catchphrases they use, mm -hmm. you would get lost pretty quickly yeah. on what they're saying. And like saying. if they come, uh, one of the things, this is just an example, one of the things they do, if they go to someone's house unannounced or uninvited, mm -hmm. they call it a direct hit. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, someone's got, they, yeah, they'll do a drive-by. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what they'll say is like, oh, like if one of our aunts wanted to come see us, they'll do a drive-by. Mm -hmm. Oh, if they see your vehicle, they'll come in and visit you. That's a direct hit. That's a direct hit, yeah. yeah I think yeah. that's funny. And then on my mom's side of the family, they're all very reserved, and they're mm -hmm. very serious, proper. and they're very proper. The Polans, well, that's an old um in, that's an old English name. I don't know. Yeah. You know, they all come Actually, from Actually, yeah, it also came from uh, France as well. Mom, oh, mom oh told maybe. Me that okay, I may have that wrong. I, I think I it's probably it was, both. You know how okay. it is. It's just like Jenkins. It's not. It's from England and Scotland. Yeah, Jenkins is Scot Scottish yeah. clans and things, yeah. So you're right. But, cool. Yeah, Pullen is a yeah. French name, but I'm sure there's a lot of Pullen's in Okay, see, so I always too. thought it was an English name. I thought Pullen We'll have to English. ask yeah. Mom, but I thought she said French. It but could it, be. Like you said, oh, sorry. Uh it's all the general same area. Yeah. So anyway, it's funny because we were talking about just how serious and just laid back and um, the, the Polans are. And I'll never forget our cousin Joe. He said, oh, you're talking about the Solon Polans? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, I'm not saying that Poland. applies to everybody. but Okay, so you know, I, I kind of wanted to ask you, and this isn't really a fair question, if our cousins ever listen to this, but do you have a favorite cousin? That's a hard one because, mm -hmm. you know, like we just said, we have more cousins than we can even count. Mm -hmm. But to be fair, when we were growing up, we spent a lot more time with our mother's side of the family, yeah. I feel like, than we did with our dad's side of the family. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we never really got to know yeah, that's our cousins on our dad's side very well. So right. that's why... I, Automatically, so, I don't even go there to pick a favorite cousin because I just don't know my cousins on my dad's side. Exactly, and, and well. you've got to look at the generational differences. So we have a sister who's 10 years older and one that's 5 years older. So we have cousins that are Sherry's age, cousins mm -hmm. that are Jeannie's age, and then the cousins that are our age naturally are going to be the ones that we're right. going to know. Like Darren and Brian and Joseph, those yeah. are the three, the three that always come to well, my mind. Well, and Thomas, he's on our mm -hmm. dad's side of the family. Yeah. Um, he even told, he went to school with my husband Jeff. And he, we were talking to him one day, and he said, you know, even though I grew up and we're cousins, he said, I don't feel like I know you. I never really mm -hmm. get to know you. And he said, and we were talking about him maybe building our house one day, mm -hmm. and we are talking about having him over. He said, I'd like to just have dinner and just get to know you. Exactly. And I said, that's true. We don't even really yeah. know each other. The only one we really keep in touch with is Joe. But, and mm -hmm. that's, I feel like the only reason is because his parents make sure it happens every yeah. year. He comes in from Wisconsin. He's a pastor in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And so he comes down may, maybe once well, a year. he's not a pastor. I oh. asked him about that. Oh, I I'm sorry. He was too. Oh, or he's an uh, associate pastor. Well, no, he's just oh. a counselor. Oh, because I've heard his sermons several times. Well, he fills uh, in every once well, in a while. Well, that's isn't that what an associate pastor he's is? He's not. I asked him. I oh. said, I said, oh, so you're the associate pastor? Oh. He said, no. Okay. He cleared it up for me the last okay. time we met. Okay. Well, so thank no, you. No, he is just a. He's like a. He's for the older people. I okay. can't think what they're called. And he does counseling services. Okay. He said every... I said, but you don't like preach on a regular basis? He said, oh, no, no, no. That's okay. just on a... If it's for some reason, there's... Okay. The others can't. See, I feel, like, I feel like I must have made an assumption because mm -hmm. I, um, I listened to a couple of his sermons. Mm -hmm. And then I could have swore mom used to say, oh, I listened to Joe again. So I was just under yeah. this assumption that he was... Con I was doing a too, lot of preaching, so. and then we all got yeah. together at his house not yeah. too long ago when he was in from Wisconsin, mm -hmm. and he cleared all that up okay. for me. Because I okay. did too. I thought he was a preacher too, but he's not. Okay. Well, anyway, the 
what I'm driving at is that the reason we stay in touch with him is because he comes in once or twice a year, and his parents mm-hmm. always make it a priority mm-hmm. that they always invite us to that see our family, their families, together. that they always, but that invitation is always given. Yeah. So I think that's very important. Well, I'm going to have to pick Joe as my favorite, and I'll just say one of the reasons that I feel like I got to know him is when I went to the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville, I went up there not knowing a soul. Mm-hmm. I did not know one person. Thank God, and I think this was a God thing, that my that I ended up becoming really good friends with my roommate, Jennifer, one of the sweetest girls I've ever met, and we ended up becoming really good friends. Well, it just so happened that Joe was going to school there. He had already been there a year, I think, when I got there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he was already established, had his friend base. He knew where everything was. He was like the uh, head honcho of the ROTC. He was like the big wig. Mm-hmm. I can't think of his title, but anyway... Yeah. Um, he was so nice, and he, I remember he reached out to me, and I don't remember if it was through a phone call or what, and said, hey, you need to come over to my dorm. We're watching The Simpsons Thursday night. Oh, whatever. I forgot they liked The Simpsons. And yeah. little did I know that would be the beginning of our friendship. Mm-hmm. And I said, Jennifer, come with me. I don't know what I'm doing. So Jennifer and I went to his dorm room. You got a picture of this small, tiny little dorm. It's, he's in like, I think it was like a five or six story building. I don't remember. Yoakum Hall, I think is what it was. And real dark and dreary, you know how guys' rooms are. But I bet he had seven or eight guys shoved in there. They're all his <laughs> ROTC buddies. And they're all watching The Simpsons. And Jennifer and I are there. So we're all crammed in there. But I had so much fun. And I and that's where he introduced me to all of his friends. And then it was just no stopping us. From that point forward, I would go to his dorm room. He would come to... If he wanted to get some rest because people were constantly knocking on his door. Oh, I bet. Yeah. He would... Hey, can I crash on your bed he would literally come to our dorm and he would crash on my bed and take a nap and I just can't tell you and then he talked me into being involved with the ROTC and I ended up we were called the cadets and we would like just cook for them sometimes or go to functions and anyway we all became kind of got to know each other and anyway through that through my college experience I got to know Joe if it hadn't been for college, I would have known him and liked him, but not in the way I know him now. Right. So yeah. if you ever listen to this, Joe, <laughs> oh my gosh, you were one of the reasons that my college experience was the way it was. Thank you for introducing me to your friends and hang- and being willing to hang out with your older cuz. <laughs> and I just cherish those memories. And I'll, when I think of my time in college in Fayetteville, he's a big part of it. Yes, yeah, I was really, I was always very thankful. To, uh, I always had comfort in just knowing he was down there because I knew that you had a friend there. Yes, and yeah, and honestly, like I said, I didn't know a soul, and I eventually made my own friends because I lived in Gregson Hall. I eventually made friends with all the girls around me, and that was awesome, but through my group of friends and his group of friends, we all Kind of became a one, we all became kind one of big group and kind of hung out a little bit. Yeah, so it was really cool. That is awesome. Okay, well, I thought it'd be fun just to talk about our cousins. Now, who's your favorite so, cousin? Um, probably Joe. And, yeah. and like I said, it's it is a very hard question because it's just simply because I know him the best. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying he wouldn't be my favorite cousin. Yeah, we have but, tons of cousins mm-hmm. we love that yeah. we could just name them forever. But as far as I think it's because we know him we the know best. We know him the best, And yes. we have very similar values. Yes. Very similar. Yeah. And he has a great sense of humor. Yeah, oh he's very gosh. funny. Very yeah. funny guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. Okay, um, Okay. so today's book, like I said earlier, is called The Cousins. It is by Karen M. McManus. 
Um, and it was published December 1st of 2020. So just real briefly, um, you're the one that introduced me to the book. Can you just tell our listeners how you heard about the book? So once again, this was on the list that our librarian makes of a young adult. Uh, it's called the Teen Read List, and it's, she does some extensive research and makes up a list of 42 books that she, and she just tells the kids, if you'll just read one. She tries to get them to at least read one throughout the school year, then they get to vote at the end of the year. If you have read at least one book, you get to vote on your favorite book. And this was on, this is on the list for this year. So I'm trying to read as many books as I can on the list, and I listened to this one, uh, not on Audible. Um, it was on our school. Um, our school has. Is it called Overdrive? Uh, yeah, Overdrive. Yeah. yeah, we have a system called Overdrive, and most a lot of the books are just you know you just check them out physically, and they also have e-readers. Uh, the, or whatever it's called, where you can read it on your phone, which mm-hmm. I don't like doing that. My phone's too small. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you could, and, and some of them have the Audible version. So this had the Audible version, so I did listen to this. This is one of those books I kind of wish I could have read hard copy because mm-hmm. I did, had a little trouble keeping yeah. track of who was who and what was what. And I yeah. think if I could have seen it, it would have been easier. I agree. This is one of those books that you really need to keep up with who is who. It's very mm-hmm. important that you know who is who. Yeah, it's very important that yeah. you know and it's hard which cousin and who wh- whose kid they are. All that really does make a difference. Yeah, and I agree with you 100%. It's much harder to keep rewinding and try to listen to now who was yes. that than it is to actually read it. on Flip it, back a few uh, pages. For some reason, it sticks with you more when you're, you're looking yes. at it. So visually. I would say if our readers decide they are going to read this one, it's young adult fiction. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say get the book if you can. I agree on this mm-hmm. one definitely. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to read the summary. Millie, Aubrey, and Jonah's story are cousins, but they barely know each other, and they've never even met. Uh, they've never, never met their grandmother. Rich and reclusive, she disinherited their parents before they were born. So when they each receive a letter inviting them to work at her island resort for the summer, they're surprised and they're curious. Their parents are all clear on one point. Not going is not an option. This could be the opportunity to get back into grandmother's good graces. But when the cousins arrive on the island, it's immediately clear that she has different plans for them. And the longer they stay, the more they realize how mysterious and dark their family's past is. The entire story family has secrets. Whatever pulled them apart years ago isn't over. And this summer, the cousins will learn everything. Okay, I have a question for you. Okay. I I liked the... um what in the world is that? It's like an airplane. Maybe <laughs> uh, this microphone's amazing. Hey, yeah. just a shout out. We're using the. It's called the uh, Yeti Nano. Yeah. And it's a little bitty microphone made by Yeti, but man, it picks up everything. Yeah, I really think that. So well, I'll do some free advertising for them. Okay, so what were you going to ask me about? So Michael. Okay, so I did like the story. Don't get me wrong. It kept my interest. It had some twists and turns that I didn't see coming, and I did enjoy reading mm-hmm. the book. But I think one of the reasons I enjoyed it more is because it was set on an island, like a mm. tropical type location. Yeah, I just like reading books that are set near water, and I don't yeah. know. Are you the same way, or does it even matter? Oh to you? well, it could be. It, it, the setting's very important to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the setting is a lot of times what just keeps my interest. I think it's because um, we live in a landlocked yeah. state, and yes. we're not anywhere near the yeah. ocean. Anytime I read a book that's located near the ocean, mm-hmm. or maybe even just a big body of water, like a big lake or something, I don't know. To me, I, I want to read it. I just like hearing about the coastal towns yeah. and what they're like and the atmosphere and things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, though. Even though they weren't on an island, it really wasn't. You really, They didn't talk much about the surrounding areas. They did talk about a couple of the beaches. 
there. Uh, yeah, but, there's one significant uh, beach they talk yeah. about. But you're right. It, they don't go too much into it. But I just think it's cool that it was oh, set yeah, on the island. Island. Yeah, I agree. I like the setting. So basically, I'm just I'm going to keep this pretty short. This is one of those books that we just can't say a whole lot because there are a, there are some big twists and turns. Mm-hmm. And at the end, there is a huge twist yeah. that totally changes the whole narrative the book narrative or however you want to say that and looking back I see you know they always give you little clues and they always want to help the reader figure out what's Mm -hmm. really going on yeah and there were some clues I'm like I knew something was up yeah but I didn't figure it out I'm like man how come I couldn't see that one coming I feel I always feel stupid like I knew it was a clue I'm not that you know I get it that's a clue there's something wrong here yeah something's not on the up and up but then when I get through the book I'm like oh so I should have seen what that meant I kind of feel like even though I read the summary I kind of feel like I just want to just real briefly kind of just talk what the book is about mm-hmm. I mean not in yeah. depth or anything but um basically what I would say is this book is about they basically they tell the story they go back and forth. Yeah. They tell the story of... Past the, and present. Past and present. So they, they the story revolves around three cousins, two girls and a boy, and their parents. And the parents grew up very wealthy. So it's funny, though. They'll, they'll go back and, they'll, and they'll, you'll be hearing the stories, actual stories of these events that were happening in the parents' lives. And then you fast forward and they'll start talking about present day, about their yeah. kids and what's going on in their kids' lives. And it goes back and forth. And that's where I got confused mm-hmm. by listening and not reading. Yeah. I kept losing track of who's what... Like which cousin? Like oh no, wait, which yes, which which was child belonged dad? to? Yeah, this, which yes. child belonged to which? Yeah, the parent. The yeah. parent. Mm-hmm. And I kept getting that confused, and that's where if I had had a book, I yes. think it'd have been a lot easier. And I honestly, there toward the end, I finally just googled it, and I finally wrote down each of the parents' name and what kid belonged to which, mm-hmm. and that helped me tremendously. Mm-hmm. But what's so interesting is some of the parents, because the parents there was three boys and a girl, mm-hmm. okay, in the parents' generation, and some of them were just a holes. Boys and a girl, yeah, and some of them were just outright jerks, a holes. I won't say the See, word. See, I thought there was only three kids, so I'm missing a kid. No, all right. Oh, only three kids. Uh, no, you're right because there's only there, three cousins. There's three cousins, but there's four. But there's four kids. Does that make sense? Yeah, one of them didn't have kids. Archer did oh, not have kids. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. Archer right. is one of the uncles that did yeah. not have kids who yeah. ends up being a significant figure in the story. Yeah. I totally so forgot. There was actually Archer. four parents and three four, yeah. four adults. Yeah, so there was four, three, there was yeah, three gotcha. Archer, um, well, Adam. Like you don't have to yeah, name Yeah, them. okay. Just, You're right. There yeah. were four uh, adults. Three, three of them had kids. Yes. And those are the didn't. three kids that get invited to the island yes. to work on the island that show up. Right. Yeah. And so what's so interesting to me is they talk about some of those adult kids in their time, they just were not good people. No, they were jerks. They, they were jerks. They were spoiled rotten. Mm-hmm. And then it's just interesting to see what their kids what were their like. Yeah, was like. right. So mm-hmm. that was interesting. Okay, so just what did you think were the book's strengths? Well, I like the setting. Like I said, I really like the setting. The intrigue is like, what's going on here? So the grandmother has uh, disowned her kids. We don't really know why, and the uh, kids don't Thank even you. seem I to know completely why. Completely got sidetracked. I want to tell our listeners exactly mm-hmm. like a summary again, but yeah, and that's what we need to focus on. And I keep getting mm-hmm. sidetracked, but yes, the grandma. Okay, these kids grew up filthy rich. Their dad dies, and and then after the dad dies, the grandmother disowns her kids. Yeah, they just get a note saying you know what you're you not get, did. You know what you did, and you're not getting another penny, and you're not even allowed back at the house. Mm-hmm. So the kids are like, 
What in the world? So all through the years, these kids are trying to make contact with their grandmother, not having a their clue. Their mother. I'm sorry, their mother, mm-hmm. not having a clue what they did. Right. They have no clue what, I mean, they know that they were little butts and that they had, yeah. and there is something that did happen, mm-hmm. but I don't know that the grandmother would disown them for that. I don't want to get, too, like you said, yeah. you can't get too into it or give it away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're trying to figure out. Then all of a sudden the grandkids get a note saying, Hey, come on to the island and work. They're gonna, we're actually going to let you work at on your the grandmother's. Um, like, it, she owns the resort. Whole it's like a resort. Yeah, they get to work at the resort. So you're like, okay, they disown the kids, but now she's inviting the grandkids to come. So there's intrigue. Yes. So my point is, there's intrigue. You want to know what's going, and then as they go from past to present, present to past. It really does weave the story together, and the whole way you're through, you're just you're trying to solve the mystery of what is going on here. Yes, yes. So the it idea is intriguing. That, that was the strength of it. It was intriguing. You you want to find out what really happened and what's going on. Yeah. And of course, you do find that out. Of course, by the end of the book. Yeah. And so I was thinking about the strengths myself, and I've already kind of said I've already said this, but I liked how the book moved back and forth between generations from parents to kids. And I did think the I thought the author did a great job of of uh, bringing us into their parents' lives as teenagers. Um, if and I thought you know if we could do this today with our own parents and mm-hmm. even our own aunts and uncles, I think we would understand their generation yeah. much better. Yeah. And I thought she was really good at that because it made you realize oh that's why their parents act the way they do today yeah. because of their past. Yeah. It would be cool. I always thought it'd be so cool to have a time machine. Uh, okay, here I am, but go, you know, tell me. I, sometimes I wish I could go back and visit my own past. No, I want to yeah, go no. back in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Is anybody else out there that listening to us like this? Maybe I'm just crazy, but I want to go back into my bedroom when I'm like mm-hmm. 13, 14, 15, and just look around. What albums are there? What posters do I have on the wall? What did my closet look like? What clothes were in there? Well, I just want to go back and revisit. That's it. why I love looking through old mm-hmm. photograph yeah. albums sometimes because a lot of times I'm not even looking at the people. I'm looking at the posters yeah. that were on my wall exactly. and I'm, and I'm, or even the clothes I was wearing. Yes. I'm like, oh, I remember that shirt. Exactly. Yeah. And I just think it'd be so cool to take our kids, like you were saying, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be cool to go back in time and we could all just walk around. What if we could go to our mom's bedroom? When she was a teenager, yeah. and walk around her house and oh, look at the dishes, so cool. look at the curtains on the windows, look at the people, look how they're dressed. Oh, what I wouldn't give to go back in time and see our dad, you know? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be cool just to go back and get a glimpse of their life when they were young? Oh, and, yeah. And we all would understand each other I've better, thought that a million sure. times that I would love to go back in time and just, mm-hmm. or even like, yeah, like, some of the small towns we live in. Mm-hmm. I would love to go back 50 years ago and stand in a spot and everything mm-hmm. vanish and go exactly how it was then. Exactly. I think that would be so cool. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Okay, did you, was there any weaknesses that come well, to mind? Well, this is going to, I love young adult fiction, don't get me wrong, but sometimes I just, I, get, I think it's because it's all I read sometimes mm-hmm. because I'm trying to complete this list. Mm-hmm. I just kind of get tired of it because, you know, it's always written for young adults. Right. And sometimes I just want something a little fresh and different and mm-hmm. something from maybe a different perspective than like a young person, you know. So there's not really a weakness per se, but I, like halfway through it, I was like, oh, because, you know, have you not, you know, the kids, it's always from, you know, a teenager's, mm-hmm. like from their viewpoint and things. And 
I, I, I don't know. I'm rambling here, but so I think I just want to break from young adult fiction yes, for a while. Yeah. Not that I don't like it. I love young right. adult fiction. But I think because I've been reading so much of it, some of these books just seem to drag on a little bit. Just because I'm tired of that genre, I'm yeah. ready to go into something else. Okay, so that is exactly what I said. And it's funny mm-hmm. that you said that because you made me realize my answer isn't quite right. What were the book's weaknesses mm-hmm. is the question. And I said, well, it's... Uh, maybe it's not for everybody because it's geared toward young adults. Yeah. So it's not necessarily, and I thought, well, that's not necessarily a weakness of the book. Yeah, because we got to remember this yeah. is young adult yeah. fiction. It's geared towards a exactly. younger audience. So we can't right. say that's a weakness so, because it's a, I think young people would enjoy yeah, the Yeah, so really that should have been more of a question of did you personally like the book? So yeah. I totally agree. And I did. I, like I said, I like the book. But I, I'm just kind of, I'm ready to take a break from young adult yes. fiction and us do a different genre. Yeah. But in, once again, I'm the reason we're reading these because I've been reading them because I want to see what the kids at school are reading. Sure. I want to see what's out there. Yeah. And I'm the one telling you, hey, yeah. and I'm the one telling Angie, hey, read the yeah. cousins. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, if you're having to read them, it only makes sense that we do podcasts on Yes, them. if we're already yeah. reading them anyway, do a podcast yeah. on it. So I can't sit here and say, so she's a good author. Mm-hmm. She did a great job. Yeah. And I'm forcing Angie to read these with me. No, uh, but I totally agree with you. Like when you first said, let's read all these and how they're all really good or they mm-hmm. wouldn't have picked them. And I agree. They're all good books. But I, mean, I feel the exact same way. I'm kind of tired of young adults. Yeah. Ready uh, to go on to maybe yeah, something I just else. want something a little different. Just, you know, maybe, or maybe even just do it every third or fourth book or something. Yeah. But mm-hmm. anyway. Um, I agree. So your overall impression of the book, what you what you say? You thought? I thought it was good. It kept my interest. I would highly recommend it for young adults. And, yeah. And even some adults. But like I said, I think our problem is we're just getting burned out on them. Yeah. And I, I thought it was really good. The only drawback I have, and I understand this, that authors, to create a character, you have to be... If you you know you, you want to speak the words they would say and you want to, and you want to make them as lifelike as possible, mm-hmm. but for some of these characters because they were so bad, she had them curse a lot, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm just not a big fan of, of reading uh, having to read through all that cursing, right? You know, and I know mm-hmm. and I know it's very difficult sometimes to to make someone come out across the way you want them to come across without speaking. I know, but I struggle um, with that too. I'm like, yeah. I know they want these this hey hey this character's a bad guy and this is how they talk, but sometimes I think. There are more creative ways to get across yeah, from a bad person than having cussing every five seconds. I think seconds. you can do it without actually having yeah. profanity all throughout their conversation. But honestly, yeah. um, there's two or three books on the list that I have stopped after just a few chapters because they would just take God's name in vain so much. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Yeah, I agree. And I know there's people out there listening to us going, oh, man, y'all are prudes or whatever. Yeah, well, but, I mean, that's just, that's just our But that's our belief. That's our we belief. don't believe you should take God's name in vain. Mm-hmm. And... When you've got a character doing it over and over and over, I don't care if they're fictional or, fictional or not, right. uh, there's at least three books that I'm like, I'm done. It's not worth it. I don't yeah. have to be reading this. I don't have to spend my time on this trash. Yeah. And so I just quit reading them. Yeah. So I'm not going to read the whole list because there are some, there are, I draw, there are just sometimes you have to draw, draw a line in the sand mm-hmm. and say, I'm not going to do it. I and I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. It didn't really occur to me until you said that. Mm-hmm. I don't really like the idea that my kid is being recommended a book that has all this well, profanity in I it. Well, I know. Um, and that's where librarians are in a really yes, tough situation. I, yes, I, I, I get it. Because yeah. if they ban one thing, like, and this mm-hmm. is this was a lot in my classes, they're like, censorship is so dangerous. And I would never 
never understood why, mm-hmm. but if you censor something because of language, well, then they could censor the Bible. Because yes, I, they were saying yes. it's teaching whatever. It's a two-way street. It's I a two-way it, yeah. street. Yeah. Yeah, it's a two-edged sword. Yeah, I think in, and, in most, all, I'm sure most book reviews are, are mm-hmm. uh, suggested book reading. I'm sure they all have uh, yeah. ratings, like what to expect. Yeah. Kind of like a movie. You yeah. Know, there's going to be nudity or language, language yeah. or whatever. And like in Librarian's Defense, and like our Librarian's Defense, I think it's hard to find books mm-hmm. that are not, that she wants to give a, you know, a... Uh, it's a broad spectrum. A broad, yeah. She wants them to experience mm-hmm. all different types of genres, sure. all different mm-hmm. types of books. And it's going to be hard to find one that's just squeaky clean, that has mm-hmm. no language. Yes. And, and, of course, you're always going to have characters that are going to believe differently than you, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but like I said, me personally, I do not have to read these books. I'm right. doing it because I want to. Yeah. But, yeah, there's just some that the character, the language is so bad. And here's another thing. Um, I do feel like you, you're getting preached to sometimes. There's, there's the, also with the ones I quit reading. Not only was it was the language, but they kind of make fun of Christians, and they're very, very liberal in their point of view. And I almost felt like I was getting preached to. Mm-hmm. And then I was talking to another teacher at our school one day, and I said, "Are you not reading any of these books on the list?" And she said, "Honestly, I get tired of the liberal theology being crammed down my throat and mm-hmm. being preached to." And I thought. Yeah. Ooh, she does hit on something. So, if people haven't figured this out yet, we usually look at things through a Christian worldview. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, mm-hmm. when she said that, I was like, oh, it just reaffirmed. Okay, I'm not imagining this. I do feel like I'm getting preached to in like a mm-hmm. liberal way. Yeah. And yeah. I don't. We don't have time to get into the yes. specifics. I can yeah. give you specifics when we yeah. get through here. So I guess but, you know, in my mm-hmm. mind, it all boils down, boils down to choice. So there's people out there who have a much more liberal mindset than mm-hmm. we do. Yeah. So they that's their choice to read. Right. And they that. may not be offended. They may right. not have any problem right. with the book and at it's, all. And it's our choice to choose books that, that go with our beliefs and yes. our values. So yeah. Exactly. So a lot of these books mm-hmm. on this list, people are going to read and go, Oh, I don't think that's bad, or I don't. That language doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. And that's their prerogative. Right. And that's why we live in a free country, and they can read what they want, and it's not going to be censored. Mm-hmm. And we can read what we want and hopefully it won't ever be censored right i agree but very well said yeah all right so how many cousins do you give this book (laughs) i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it three and a half cousins okay okay Mm -hmm. Uh, you know it was very i thought it was really entertaining i just felt like it was one of those books that was really good for like when i was cleaning the house and Mm -hmm. and i go walk a lot so i'm always listening to something and it was really good to pass the time when i was walking yeah i still think i'm just gonna give it three cousins three cousins okay all right. Well, that is all I had. Um, okay. I didn't there... mean to get off, go off on a rant. Oh while no, ago. no. <laughs> I, I think it's good that our listeners know, you know, a little bit where we're where, coming where from, where we stand, and you know, how we and, feel. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I think it's good. At least be and maybe it's refreshing to have a Christian point of view because mm-hmm. it seems like everything I listen to does not have a Christian point of view. Yeah. So maybe we have some Christian listeners out there yeah. who will appreciate. Maybe we've just gained some followers or lost yeah. some. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Way. I mean, I mean, I mean, I care, but yeah. I'm just saying. But me personally as a parent, I would want the person to tell, I would want the person, knowing my kid might read this someday when yes. she's a teenager, mm-hmm. I would want to know, oh yeah, there's language. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're pushing this theology or that theology. I would want to know that. Yeah, I, me too. I agree. Yeah. Okay, well, um, I guess that's it for today, and uh, we will see you next time on Twin Twin Talk. Talk.